Hey Watchaholics, welcome back to another episode. I just wanted to give you a nice little heads up that my microphone and my audio for this episode is not going to be the best, so I apologize. I might sound a little bit off or a little bit like I was kind of far away. I don't know what happened in my recording, but just wanted to give you a heads up, but I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's a fun one. Hello Watchaholics, we are back. Uh, How are you guys doing today? I hope you guys are doing swell. Guys, we have a really, really fun episode today. Rodney and I just finished watching episodes seven and eight of Andor. Um, I actually got to rewatch it because Rodney hadn't seen the two episodes. So I uh, decided that I was going to watch it with them and then we were going to record and talk about the show. We're going to give our full on review and thoughts of the whole season and what we're um, looking forward to. Uh, with season two so yeah uh rodney come on in come say hello to the watchaholics watchaholics uh it's good to be with you mel obviously always a pleasure to be on the show with you um uh, we are in for a treat now you said episode seven and eight isn't it 11 and oh. 12 <laughs> I, I, was, I was going like that. i was like yo wait Time out, time out. You said seven and eight. It's supposed oh, to be eleven and twelve. That's because I'm so used to the eight episodes that they always I put know, out. They do. Yeah, <laughs> Disney Plus shows tend to do that, so it's I, I understand. Eight episodes. Yeah. So actually, I stand corrected. It was episodes eleven and twelve. Eleven and twelve. Eleven and twelve. But you know what? Um, it, it it makes saying that and realizing that it makes you feel even that much more appreciative of what we got because we got. 12 bangers that literally we got a Mm -hmm. we got a fresh delicious plate 12 times from this show this show was phenomenal let me let me repeat that again this show was phenomenal this disney i'm sorry not disney um lucas films uh star wars this show has no business to be playing at this level. Agreed. But it did. Yes. It reached yes. a level and a peak yes. that not many things in the Star Wars mythos has reached, especially under Disney. I'll 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 listen, this might be a hot take. I don't really think it's a hot take because I don't even think it's that hard to say. This is the best Star Wars Disney Plus show out. I think it's better than Mandalorian. I'm saying that, and I know people are probably like, what? Yes, it's better than Mandalorian. This mm-hmm. did what this did in this season was it took every episode and it just it it was it was something that you had to experience to understand you had to watch it to grasp it the stakes were high the performances were phenomenal phenomenal you know what i'm saying it didn't rely on action it didn't rely on jedi it didn't rely on, on it didn't rely on lightsabers it Sky didn't rely Lockers. on on yeah. It didn't rely on cameos from the Star Wars mythos. It didn't rely on any of that shit. And you know what it relied on? Good old fashioned storytelling and performances. This show was, and I, and I know we're starting with this. This usually I used to say this at the end of the review. This show was a ten out of ten. Um, again, and I said this before. I said under Disney, the the the, the Lucasfilms branch. Um, Three, two other things to me were on the level of this show. That's Rogue One, which ironically this show is brought out from. And then there's Mando's, but particularly Mando season one. Season two was really good for Mando, but I think season one was better. Mm-hmm. But this show to me has surpassed it. I think this show is so, so, so good. Um, 
I I can't wait to dissect it, Mel. Um, okay, let's begin. So what? Um, now my first question is for 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 both of us here that I started thinking about is, was this show what we expected it to be? Because for me, it was not. This was a show that I was I was not that person that was like, we don't need this. But I remember doing, I did a YouTube uh, reaction to like the first, first trailer. And I remember after it feeling very like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, do I care? Like, I'll watch this, but I don't really know like what, like if this is going to be really up my alley. Like, I'm not really sure. Like my vibes were kind of like, meh, like, sure, I'll watch a show about Cassie and Andor, but I wasn't like, oh, this is, this looks like it's going to be a banger. Like, you know, which is funny because I feel like it get, it's like the opposite reaction to like Obi-Wan. You know, you get the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer and you watch it and you're like, oh my God, this looks so freaking good. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. And then the show happened and it wasn't as, it wasn't what we expected it to be. We wanted it to be so much better than it was. Everyone thinks it, you know, it just wasn't as good as we felt it was going to be based off of the trailer that we saw. And then Andor to me is complete different option. Like, I mean, complete different scenario where it was like, to me, the first trailer, I was kind of like, eh. the second one, I'm like, yeah, this looks like a very good show. But I'm, I wasn't like hyped. I wasn't like, oh, yes, I got to watch it. That's how I was. I was, yeah. I was, when I saw the first trailer, I'm like, this is going to freaking bang. Like I could, I could tell. I'm like, this is, because yes, yeah, that trailer gave me everything I needed to know what this thing was about. It gave me the right vibes. It gave me Rogue One vibes. Like it just did. It played on a different level, man. Like it did. Like you just, like I, and I know I sound like a broken record, but this show had no business playing in this in this high of an no arena reason that it did. It good. did, and and I'm glad you mentioned the whole thing about Kenobi. You know, everybody got hype. Oh man, the music, the lightsabers. Yes. You saw, Ooh. you saw, you saw Hayden Christensen. You saw, um, you saw, um, uh, what's his <laughs> name? Um, uh, Ewan um, McGregor. Ewan no. McGregor. Yeah. You saw, yeah, and you saw them, and you're like, oh man, this is this is this is giving me these vibes. And then when you saw yeah. the show, you're just like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? And then with Andor, it wasn't that. It was something that played on a different level in the sense mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. everything that happened in the show, like you remember, we, we were just watching the episodes, and I had told you jot down what I'm going to say about action. In Andor, a lot of people may look at, oh, there's not a lot of people may say, and I know naysayers will probably be like, oh, though there's there's not a lot of action in the show. Listen, one thing I've learned when it comes to movies, and I've watched a lot of movies, I've I've gone to school and I've studied film uh, filmmaking and TV production. I studied a lot of these things. I'm not an expert. I'm not anything. I didn't even graduate from that. I'm not that. But what I'm trying to tell you is this. I'm, I, I look at this from an objective point of view. In Andor, one thing that I got from it is when you got action in Andor, it wasn't just to put action on screen. It served a purpose. purpose. And then when you mm -hmm. got the action, mm -hmm. it wasn't just action just to throw action on screen. It was really good action. It was it was action with a purpose. It was action with moving the story over. It was action with establishing certain characters. And that's the thing with this show, from the dialogue to the cinematography to the acting 
everything served a purpose and it's it was beautiful to see it was beautiful to look at this show there was times when i'm watching this show and i forgot i'm watching a star wars show it felt like its own thing and literally that's all i've been asking for this show the reason i love this show is because it was all i've been asking for from lucas films for a long time Mm -hmm. give us something original give us something that could be its own give us something that does not need to handcuff itself to the star wars saga and this show is proof that you can do something high concept within the star wars mythos and it could be its own thing without having to always bring up the skywalkers (laughs) this show literally did that it did it so I never want to hear people say, oh, well, you need this. You don't need that. You don't. And again, I'm not saying this to this the Skywalker saga, but the Skywalker saga is done. We don't need to go back to that well. We've gone back to that well again and again. And, it and it's not and it's not as good as the originals. <laughs> no. And it will never be as good as the originals. I'm yeah. sorry, it won't. So why don't you learn something and do something new like this show? You know what I'm saying? And not everything has to be, a, not everything has to include a Jedi. You don't. This show is proof of that. Not everything needs a Sith. Not everything needs a lightsaber. Not everything needs the Force. You don't. Yeah. And even the same, and like the thing also, when you're talking about that, and it was one of my notes, is that this show showed how horrible the Empire is without having to talk about Darth Vader, without hardly even seeing Stormtroopers. If you think about it, you see stormtroopers like i think in this last episode was like the most i think i had seen them but for the most part they were just like uh, like not really there but you still and then when they came out and then when they came out i'm sorry to cut you off i'm sorry i'm just really passionate about this when they came out they were menacing like and that's what we talked about before the thing with this show that this show has done is that it's helped establish how scary and how menacing these characters that were always treated as a joke and always treated as lame in the other movies, how menacing they are. Yeah. The, uh, the Empire officers, the intelligence yes. officers, the stormtroopers, like you saw them and they were menacing in this show. They showed no mercy. They were they were presented in a way that you as an audience member, you were afraid of them. You didn't look at yeah. them like you did in the past movies where they were just literally treated like a joke. Well, wasn't it what the with that movie of uh, the newest guy, uh, the newest movie yeah. with the guy, what's his name, the redhead that was like yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah. I forget his name. Like that mm-hmm. was like a joke. Literally, like, he, he it was, was a joke. He was a literal joke. But then you watch this, and it's like all these people, who, these Imperials, all of these like higher people, high ranking, yeah, intelligence officers. officers. Yeah, Deidre, we'll get to her. Oh you know, my God. But they are some menacing, scary people that you know. If you're not a light, if you you don't have powers or a skill set, and you're just a regular human being, like yeah, like that's scary as. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, and that's the thing. This show did that so well it established these characters that were typically just an afterthought and it established them and it made them feel and they made them come up as dangerous and you know it's 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 a very 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 powerful thing and it's and again all that is attributed to the writing of these characters these the characters writing, are so well written so oh well written the monologues yes oh. Oh my god! If we could just talk about episode, was it episode? Which episode is it? Well, this last this episode, the last episode had a beautiful mm-hmm. written monologue with um, uh, mm-hmm. Mar- at the Martha. end, 
Marvel. Yeah, Marvel, yeah. That Marvel, Marvel. played by Fiona, Fiona Shaw, um, who's always, she's an amazing actress. Every time she's in a movie, she always brings it. You know, she was Harry Potter's aunt in the Harry Potter movies. Is everyone so, in this from Harry Potter? A lot of people are from Harry Potter, yeah. Wait, well, they shot, this, they shot this in England. Yeah, she's on Petunia. Marva Andor. You didn't read that? You didn't recognize that? That's Aunt Petunia. Yeah. That's Harry's aunt, you know? For those of you yeah. who are not watching, my mouth is, is dropped because I had yeah. no idea that that's the same actress. Yeah. That's what? The same actress. Yeah, that's her. That's her. Yeah. I guess complete it's just opposite ends. It's yeah. just because she's like a lot older. She's and a lot she's older. She's got the gray hair. I'm used to yeah, her with the yeah. brunette and like. Yeah. Yeah. She I'm was literally so good in this. Drink. Yeah, she was so good in that part. That monologue that she read at the oh. end towards the people. It was a championing thing. Like that's something that if I'm a coach and I have a game going on, I will play that monologue for my team before they go out of play. <laughs> yes. Because that got me hyped. I was like, hyped. I'm ready to fight the entire uh, oh. uh, empire and, right now. And and the good thing also about that, and like this is not necessarily correlated to that, but like it was a good. I'm glad that that happened and Luthen was there. Yeah. Because I think in that moment he realized, oh, okay. So we've, we've, and this is happening like a rebellion. Yeah. It's starting to spark around everywhere. And then I think yeah. that's also knowing that she is Cassian's mother. Yeah. Right there. That's like, oh, Cassian has this, like we, mm -hmm. we can use Cassian, which is why at the end, obviously he doesn't kill him. Which obviously mm -mm. we knew that wasn't going to happen, but like, no, you know, it was. I think that all connected the dots for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, oh, and man. more importantly, that speech, the most important person that heard it there was Cassian. Cassian, Cassian yeah. needed to hear that because I think that was the that was the thing that pushed Cassian to that forefront of. That I think he was already kind of there, but the, the manifesto, manifesto. Yeah. the manifesto, and hearing that from his mom because he always knew his mom was in that but he always thought that his mom's ideals were kind of like a pipe dream because everybody's so disconnected everybody's into themselves and into doing their own thing he did not realize that no everybody wants to fight everybody's in this together mm -hmm. you know are there some people out there that are trying to do their own thing yes he experienced that um in that planet when he was trying to find um abon moss that 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 tried to betray him um and um and Faye um uh, Marse. Um I'm sorry, not Faye Marse, I'm sorry. Um I'm I'm calling I'm calling the actors by by their actual name because I got the roster in front of me. A screen. A, a screen. Oh, the screen, the screen was trying to double double yes. double um double cross double them. Crossing. Yeah. And um at that moment he said, yo, you're not you're not really into this. He's like, oh no, I'm I'm kind of like and I'm paraphrasing like, no, I'm in it for the money. You know, so along Cassian's um, story or his origin story, which is what this movie is, or um, the show is, is that he met along the way both sides. He saw the people that are just scoundrels that are just in it for the money. But then he saw people that were in it for the cause. And the main person that was in it for the cause, the entire movie was his mom. You know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. was Marva. So I think when he when he was on that um, on that first mission, um with uh with Karis Nemec who who wrote the manifesto. Yeah. He started to hear things and you could tell there was like a little spark in there, but he yes. was still not fully there. It wasn't fully but there. I guess yeah. seeing the manifesto, seeing and then being in the prison planet oh. where, where the oh my god. Prison. The prison. Can we give a shout out? 
we need to give a shout out. This man always gets a yes. shout out. This is a man that needs it. You already know who I'm going to talk about. Yep. This is a man that needs it. Like, like I hope in his career he wins an Oscar. But you know how they give those special Oscars? Like, I hope in his career he ends up getting one of those because he deserves recognition. Andy Serkis oh is God. one of the most underrated actors in the entire industry. Yes. That man, I anytime, agree. anytime he does something, he does so well. No matter the size of the character, no matter... Um, no matter uh, uh, the size of the role, no matter what the character looks like, he brings it in this in this show, man. Oh it was God, a beautiful dude. surprise. Because I mean, like, he, and when he gets to the prison, like, I did not know Andy Serkis was in this. Me neither. I was, I was like, oh shit. I was like, my favorite words of people were like, oh my God, so this is Snoke. Like, this is his origin story. They oh, clone please. him off of that. <laughs> please. No, I mean, no, it's not. I mean, no. I actually didn't know for the longest time that he was Snoke. I had no mm-hmm. idea that because he did the most. Just to show you those tri- those new tri- those new trilogies how good they were done. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's another. That's yeah. Another anyway, topic. That's a, yeah. Um, I was pleasantly surprised when I saw him in this, and I was like, "Oh, Andy Serkis is in this bitch? What? Yeah. Okay." Yeah. And then the acting. Yeah, man. Oh my! Especially in that the the episode where they they revolt and you know he. Yeah. Oh man, that broke my heart. That scene broke my heart where they got to the end. And he said, and I Everybody's can't jumping swim. off into the water. And he's like, I can't swim. That broke my heart. I was like, oh, my God. He can't swim. And it's like, I'm like, oh, my God. You know, mind you, their prison, obviously, if you've seen the episodes, their prison was literally in the middle of, like a, of an ocean. So you know he I mean? knew. He must have known, though. Like, I have a, like, you know, this was something, like, I've been thinking about and I've heard a lot of people talk about it is just like there must have been a moment because you know when he's talking about like you know in 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 uh when he's doing the speech for all the prisoners and you know he's kind of standing there and he's like he's kind of like a little bit shocked like he doesn't know what to say and i think at one at some point in that speech he realized that he wasn't gonna get out but he had to do this for the other people in the prison because how he should have known like the only way to get out of here is to swim because i'm in the middle of the ocean and i can't swim so he must have known at some point like i i can't get out i mean there's we don't know if he got out maybe he did maybe someone saved him like those and that's a mystery we Maybe we'll never know. Maybe he would. Maybe I hope we never know. Two. I hope we never know. Honestly, I th- sometimes when it comes to shows and movies, sometimes not knowing is best. Sometimes it's best leaving things up to the um, interpretation of whoever watches it. And I like the fact I, I don't want to know. I mean, if we see him again, I'd be happy because it made me feel like, oh, wow, he survived. But sometimes I don't want to know. And I like the fact that that was almost his sacrifice. Like this was yes. a man that was, we don't know what he was in jail for. We don't know if he was in jail because of the empire being douches like they did with Andrew when they just brought him in. Or we don't know if he was an actual real bad dude. We don't know. We yeah. don't know. And we, and, and again, we don't, know, that we don't need there. to know. We don't need yeah. to know. And we don't need to know, but we just, what we know is that they revolted together and they fought to get to the top. And for him, it was like the it was like the ultimate sacrifice. He's like, I'm doing this for these men, yes, because I want them out. They need to have their freedom because they were never going to survive, you know. And that was the thing yeah. with the prison. Remember Oof. the 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 doctor had said they shocked oh. everyone. Everyone died because a guy that was supposed to be free yes. ended up being on another level, which means 
that you never you were never gonna get free. That was the whole point. They were never gonna get free. They were gonna go to that, another and that's, level. That was, and that was work. that was basically the spark that his character needed in order mm-hmm. to like because Andor kept like you know probing in that episode, being like, hey, like how many how many guards are there on this on the levels? Blah blah. blah. And he was just like, dude, like that's a pipe dream. Stop thinking about it. You know, like I'm here to serve my time, and then I'm leaving, and that's gonna be it. And then that, yeah. I mean, it was it was so sad to see the what's, what was the name of the the old guy who who ends up dying who had the stroke. That was actually I forgot like, the guy's name. Yeah, yeah that I was sad. That was so that sad. Was actually, yeah. so sad. And then, yeah. and I think, and then hearing what the, that doctor had said, like that was like his little spark to be like, mm-hmm. oh fuck, like I'm, I'll, oh hell no, y'all ain't gonna mess with me, and. Yep. Then this makes me think of like how um damn it, I'm forgetting. Fudge. What was it? What was my thought process? Ah what was I gonna say about Andy Circus? Uh I'm forgetting. Like pretty much about was it like just what that was a spark, that was his origin story in the sense that he saw that he needed to hear that in order to maybe snap out of it because his mentality was so like, oh no, I'm going to do my cycles or I'm going to do my years here and then I'm going to get out or I'm going to move on. But I quietly think that he knew. He probably knew that he was never going to get out of there. I think he kind of did. And I just think that he just focused on doing his work and he did that to kind of keep the guys focused and working. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think that's what it probably was before everything happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this this is what I was gonna say. So and and this is this goes through with because the way this um show played out or the way the episodes went was it was pretty much like here's three episodes we're gonna focus on this part of Cassian's journey. We're gonna mm-hmm. meet all of these characters and then some of them are gonna die and then we're gonna mm-hmm. move on to the next place, which was because the if you think about it, like sometimes I forget, like this was all in one season. We had those three episodes that was just about getting the the eye episode, remember? Yeah. With the yeah. with Dynamic and 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 all mm-hmm. those people, and pretty much everyone died. Everyone yeah. died for the cause. And then you have these three other episodes where it was just him in the prison. Some people died. Some people lived, and. What I think this show did so well, and it's the writing, is that you only needed three episodes to care about these characters. You didn't need 12 episodes to care about Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis was in this show for three episodes. And in the third episode already, you were like, oh my god, he can't swim. (laughs) You know, like, they made you care about these characters with literally just like technically two episodes because the last episode is them already like just doing what they have to do but it was the same with the with the first group of people where it was like okay we're on a mission we're gonna meet these people and then you killed everyone and it was like oh man like the lieutenant guy he died his wife and the you know what was his what was his name the black guy gord gord gordon Um, oh i forget his name oh gorn Gorn, yeah, Lieutenant Gorn. You know, these are characters that were, like, literally there for three episodes. And, like, when they killed him off, it was like, oh, man, he didn't make it. Like, you were actually, like, you felt something for each of these characters. When um, Nemec, that's his name? Uh, You know, he dies. It's like, oh, man, like, he didn't make it. Like, it's you fell for these characters, and it only took three episodes for you to care. 
and you said it it's the writing yeah i'm gonna also add the acting the acting oh, was solid i can't wait to talk about the acting, the, the acting was so good on this show you can tell that these actors are like like they almost they come off as classically trained actors like they're just so well, a lot good of them are english when yeah, you're English, you, English to, and stuff. you did like yeah. theater. Like these are clearly yeah. people who theater people studied Definitely their theater craft. People. This isn't yeah. somebody who didn't go to school. Like everyone no. who is on this show is someone who is classically trained. Trained, What's his trained yeah. Um, Stellan Skarsgård, Luthen. Yeah, man, that man. You could tell that guy is a man who has studied his craft. He he yeah. he knows what he is doing, and he's an established movie. actor. Stellan Skarsgård has been in a ton of movies. Stabbing. And he's so good in everything that he's, he, that he's in. Is he? He's in Pirates, isn't he? Will Turner's dad. Yeah, he's Will Turner's dad. Yes. Yeah, even in that, he's your he's your father in law in a different um, universe. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's in Thor. If you he's know, you know the, people. He's in the he's in the Avengers. Like he's <laughs> yeah. in a lot of stuff. Yes, uh, but yeah, he is an established actor. Actor, um, yeah, and there's there's a lot of actors here that have been in other things, like we said, um, uh, Fiona Shaw who played Marva. <laughs> she was in. She was in a lot of things. But then there's a lot of actors that we don't know of that are in this that they might have been in other things that we never really realized. And this is kind of like their first big shot. And I just feel like everyone in this movie, I mean, sorry, in this show, for every scene that they got, they brought it. They gave you a piece. They gave you an ounce. And that last episode, uh, the son of the guy that got killed, who worked there in that, yes. who worked there in that town, he was in there in the show for only a handful. I want to say a handful of scenes, but he made his presence felt, and he didn't yes. really have that last scene. He didn't, uh, he didn't have any major lines. I don't think it was he just him anyone. visually, yes, oh. creating this bomb and doing these things. And, then and when it he's was like the look up, in his face. Oh, when he's looking up at Marva and like the tears yeah. are just like in his. I was yeah. like, oh my god, I'm getting back to And again, this show, it's it's. It's one of the things we talked about with the moral compasses of this show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this show, it, it goes to show you that, and we had this conversation, I think, a few episodes back um, where we talk about, um, and again, I'm not trying to get political or anything like that, but we're talking about what inspires, quote unquote, terror, what inspires revolt or rebellion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this show is pretty much a, a history lesson in that where you can look at this show and you can compare it to any point in our actual history in this country and other countries where people revolt because people have had enough. They're tired. They're upset. Mm. Yes. You know, like, like the, the, the powers that be, the establishments have, have pressured and pushed people so much into a corner that people are in the, their, in, their instinct is I have to fight back. I don't care if, I have to die or someone else has to die next to me, but I have to fight back because what you are doing to me and to my people is not right. And that's what yeah. this show is. This yeah. show is, is, is a, is a testament to that ideology. And again, it goes to show you that it's all about the point of view. It literally is about the point of view because to the empire, what they are doing is not wrong. What the empire is like, they're so, they're so, <laughs> Um, locked into their beliefs that they're like, we're bringing order to the galaxy. And if order, bringing order to the galaxy means we have to do what we're doing, um, then so be it. But we need to bring order to it. But by bringing that order, you look at the other point of view of people. No, you're not bringing order. You're coming in and you're taking over our towns, our homes, our villages. You're, 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 you're stealing our natural resources and people are dying in the process. 
and you're arresting people for no reason. Da, da, da. And it's like, it's from every point of view that you can look at, there's always a bad guy. They may look at themselves as the good oh, guy, of course. but the like, other person the is the bad are. guy. Villains and, never think they yeah, are. Yeah, but then villain. again, but see, but see, this is what I'm trying to tell you, though. What is a villain and what isn't a villain? See, this is why this show is mm-hmm. so good. It, it goes into that deep of a question. What is a villain and what isn't a villain? And in this show, obviously, we know who the villains are because we've been programmed to know that, yeah, the Empire are the bad guys. But if you are a person that works with the Empire, and you're there because you believe in their beliefs. You believe in that, or maybe you don't. Maybe, uh, maybe you're a you're a person that you signed up for the empire because where you were living at was so bad. It was so rough. You're like, no, I want to join the empire because I need to get out of this place. This is the only way out for me. So I'm going to join them. And you know what I liken it to? Now that I'm talking about it, it reminds me of Rogue One. It reminds me of the pilot, mm-hmm. um, uh, Bodhi Rook, I believe his name is, um, the the character's name played by Riz, uh, uh, Riz Ahmed, who's fantastic, a great actor. Um, he was uh, 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 an, an Empire pilot. He joined oh, the Empire. Yes. But what happened yes. in the movie? Yes. He ended up leaving because he saw, he's like, this isn't any good. This, this, What they do is not, I, I don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. You know, He left. So my, my whole point is in this whole conversation that I was going with was that this show, what it, what it gives us and what it gave me was that the point of views in this Star Wars universe, there's so many different point of views. There's so many different reasons why people are who they are. And again, it shows you how human they are. And I use the term human because obviously we're talking about people from different planets, so there's a lot of alien races. But when I and when I use the word human, I just mean just to relate it to us watching it. It shows you that we they everyone is their own individual, you know? And this show did such a good job portraying that, you know, um, we see people die here. We see people Mm -hmm. um, do Mm -hmm. questionable moral things. Like I think about Mon Mothra and the decision she chose to do to cover her family and cover her, cover her story where she's like, okay, I'm willing to pretty much, you know, push my daughter into this relationship, which, you know, every time you hear something like that happening, you know, you think of it like, oh man, what kind of arcane, you know, old thing is this where you're forcing, you know, a, a yeah. relationship with, like, you're like, we don't, we don't do this anymore. People date, like, can't, can't this, you know, she's a teenager, let her get older, let her get on space Tinder and look for guys, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but, you know, but this was the choice that was put upon her by this guy who's, you know, who's a corrupt kind of gangster type where he was like, no. I don't want anything like that. I want your your daughter to maybe talk to my son, so maybe we can get something where they're together, like unionized together. And my mother was not for your money. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like everybody does questionable things Mm -hmm. in the show, no matter how high up you are. And you think about Mon Mothra; she's super high up there. This is a woman that's one of the most powerful women in the Star Wars mythos historically. But look what she did. She did something really questionable because that's questionable to do. Well, that. you're essentially and pimping then, out your daughter. You're pimping out your yes, daughter out there to get the, money. That's what that was. And to piggyback off of that, because mm-hmm. it's the same thing when they were like, well, we're going to let Krieger die for the greater good. Yep. Like 30, that whole scene, too. See, men. that was the thing. That was a scene where, like, you think about Saw Gerrera. Saw Gerrera is a terrorist in this world. He's a terrorist. Yeah. But again, what I told you about, what did I tell you about the Empire? Same thing I'll tell you with, the, with these people. They don't look at themselves as a terrorist. They look at that as they are fighting the good fight. And if people have to die and there's collateral damage, so be it. But at that point, Saw, even Saw was like, well, chill. 
you know, Krieger and his guys, 30 men, they're going to die. So even yeah. terrorists have even limits. Him, like he was like, even he has his limits. But then, you know, Lutheran was like, yo, so be it. But it's what you said. This story, this show might be the origin story for a lot of characters within the Star Wars mythos that we do not know yet. Well, this yeah, could be the thing um, that sparks a lot of these, a lot of these people. Isn't because Saul Saul Gurra is in Rogue One, but doesn't he have like a respirator thing? Where he yes, can't he does. Breathe? So we yes. don't even. So that hasn't happened yet. No, because in, in he ends up getting um he ends up getting I don't know how canon this is the canon in Star Wars has changed a lot. There's a point where he gets like robotic legs because I think he loses um he loses his limbs from the waist down. Um, and clearly in this show, I think he had regular legs, unless those legs were robotic. I, I'm not 100% sure. But, like, ha- is it because, like, we're not at that point in his story yet? Or they're just, like... I mean, he's obviously young. He's obviously young here. He's still young. He's still a young years. man. This is five yeah, years before yeah. Rogue One. Yeah, so we don't know. Uh, we honestly don't know. We, we, we don't know. We haven't I, got, I don't think we've gotten that. there yet. I don't think we've also, gotten there yet. Shout out to Forrest Whitaker. Welcome back. Of course. Also, another, man another, another classically trained actor. Classically that trained actor, anytime, solid actor. Anytime him is, and, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Scars uh, Guard or whatever, uh, we're on screen together. I was like, oh, it's an acting masterpiece class. Yeah. Masterpiece Two guys class. just chewing up, chewing up scenery. Yeah. And, and also, I do want to give a shout out also to, um, uh, what's her name? Genevieve, who plays Mon Mothma. Yeah, my mom. Yeah, my mom. Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, where is she great. from? Is she, what else surprised me? Where else has she been in? She's um, like you know, I don't remember seeing her in much of anything. I'm trying to look through her. Well, her thing here. She's done. She she's is. she wasn't. She wasn't. She wasn't in Rogue One originally. She wasn't that. I haven't seen she Rogue played the One. Same in character. I have to watch it. Again. Um, she hasn't really been in anything major. I'm looking through her. Uh, That's her Kind of movie is. This is. She's done she a lot of stuff because she's an Irish Australian. She's done a lot of stuff in from in in. In oh. Australia, maybe a lot of stuff in the UK base, but She's nothing. Fantastic. She wasn't Revenge of the Sith, so I wonder if she was if she played the same character. She was in Revenge of the Sith. Her Damn. her things her it's connected yeah. here on the IMDb yeah. thing. So well, I mean, they would want to have the same actress play, I guess. But Probably, she was yeah. so good in this because everything she has to say is subtexted and is in her eyes. Oh yes. my, everything, anytime she was on screen and she was saying so like she barely moved and there was so much going on in her face. Like yes. it was, is it, it was remarkable. I, I, I had never seen her in anything before this. And I was just like, oh my God, she is fantastic yeah. in this role. Yes, definitely. Definitely. hundred percent so agree with you. Um, now I do want to talk about, um, Deidre and Cyril. Deidre mm-hmm. and Cyril. <laughs> First of all, I, I, Deidre was one of those characters, and I think a lot of people said the same thing, where it was like, in the beginning of the show, you were like rooting for her because she was that woman who was in that room that nobody wanted to listen to because like, oh, she's just a woman. She doesn't know what mm-hmm. she's talking about. And then she was like up against like the other officers and there was like that fight, like that that inner struggle in herself with the whole mm-hmm. empire mm-hmm. and like trying to get what she deserves that you were like rooting for her. You were like, 
yes you know like yeah like she got her post you know in the beginning because it was kind of like no one was listening to her and then she finally like in that group of men was like able to like yeah. you know get ahead and you were like yes mm -hmm. this is so great and then by the end of the show you're like i hate this woman. <laughs> yeah like it i loved that they did that that they really like had you kind of connect with her yeah. and then like once she gets to that point and then you're like oh i forgot this bitch is evil. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you really I like I for me, like I I I know a lot of people felt the same way where it was just like, yay, we're rooting for you. And then that magnificent, beautiful scene when uh they take in Bix. It's like the way the episode starts, and she's mm -hmm. just like in her face, just like yeah. just screaming at her, and then that's when the it like switched when you're like, Oh, I forgot this bitch is um I forgot this bitch is evil. Just super evil. Yeah, super super evil. I I agree. I just I, I don't know if I was rooting for her in the beginning. Um, oh, but I, but I'm a woman. I, I, <laughs> I, no, it has nothing to do with her being a woman. I mean, it was pretty obvious. You know, you look in that room, it was just like all men, and she was the only woman. So you know, obviously, you could tell that she had to do a lot of shit to get to where she was at position wise. But um, her, you saw that through her motivations, like she really wanted to be heard and be seen. And she did that. She 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 did that. She did what she had to do to get to where she was at. And it's funny, her relationship <laughs> um, or or lack thereof or whatever the heck it's supposed to be. Whatever her, that is, it's and Cyril. Um, there's something there. You know, like if there's one thing in this show that I that I that I can like kinda like maybe make like a little con about, it is Cyril because I still don't know exactly like his motivation, I think for the most part is he wants to be proven right in in his actions um from jump you know because remember he caused a lot of mayhem to happen when he was an officer you know in, in the position that mm -hmm. he was at at the beginning of the show you know people died and whatnot so he got demoted and stuff so he wants to be proven right but along the way he sees you know deidre and you know there's something about her that he he's fond of and he likes but I can't you know, tell I if it's like, is it the, I think it's two things. I think it's one, he's like, oh, this woman is like, so like strong and she's, she's so forthright. Like I, I'm drawn yeah. to that. But then I think he also just wants to like be in her, in like, I think he just wants to like be a part of the empire and he's yeah. not being given that right because they're like, yeah. oh, you effed up. And it's like, well, people died. And like, see, that's, that's going back to what you said about the whole like who's a villain who's not because to him he's just like well Cassian killed two of my men why did he kill you know to him he's just like I'm doing the right thing like we should be yeah. taking in this person who killed these two men which yeah. I can tech I can see where he's coming from because he doesn't know what happened like he's just like oh well my two people were on patrol and then he's also pissed because the people were like trying to cover it up like that didn't happen and he's like well that's not right what happened was this and this and this. So like, I get why he's so obsessed with like wanting to be like, like proven to be like, wow, like this is, this is somebody who deserves to be on our team, you know? And yeah. he's like, just been getting like that desk job that he got with all those mm -hmm. like cubicles and like his mom is horrible, you know, when he's like eating the, the cereal every day and yeah. she's just like on his like, She's on his ass. Yeah, no, He's I like get it. He's like on his ass. It's like that that's one of the, th yeah, that, that, that's one like, of the things that I... You're like, 
okay, yeah, like I, I related I to him on that. Too. I related to him on that because I've I've been there. I've been on that end where I yeah. woken up and my mom is like, you know, getting on me, say stuff to me. You know what I mean? Oh, you gotta get, you gotta do this and that. You're all you gotta get a job. You gotta. And then like, you're this. like, you're like, I don't want to hear this shit, lady. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I had something I was good at and I got wrongfully terminated. Yes. Because you know, because for whatever reason, you know what I mean. But I think you're right. I do think that he's. It's two things. I mean, maybe he. There's some sort of attraction there to him, but I, there's also a. It's also a way of him being in that world of being a, a of having a, power, an officer, having, having that power. power, and being an officer in the empire. But again, like that's. I guess that's one of my cons of the series is 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 him because I feel like we spent a lot of time with him this year. And I kind of feel like, where's this going? Is this going anywhere? Is there a payoff? And this season, there wasn't a payoff with that. Yeah, I remember you asked me while we were watching episode 11, and I was like, oh, we'll just wait. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like... Maybe next season we'll get a payoff. I do hope we get a payoff, because I feel like we spent a lot of time with this dude. And it's like, it's like, where did this... Why? Why is this here? Where did this lead to? I mean, I know he gave Deidre information, but I don't think it was enough to, like, covered him getting the screen time that he got you know yeah I was, agree i agree early in the and, show I, early in the show i get it but later on the show i don't know i was just kind of like uh, it, i don't know it's like i don't know where like where is like because it is true like why do they have so many scenes with him with his like him talking to his mom like obviously he's an important yeah. character because if he wasn't important then what would be the point of him like talking about like what he's doing at home with his mom and how she like berates mm-hmm. him or like mm-hmm. the whole him like going for a job and then like you know like it was like was that necessary like yeah if he's not important they could have just showed him already being working there and then Deidre comes in and he's like oh i heard you were at the accident let's talk and then yeah. that would have been it but obviously yeah. then there's that scene where he like finds her and she's and he like grabs her and she's just kind of like what the like just shook yeah. it with this guy yeah, like she's yeah, intrigued yeah. but she's also like are you stalking me like this is weird yes. and then going back to Deidre you know with the way the season ended where it was just like so like she was so focused on and I'm pretty sure like obviously I I I mean I don't know how she's probably going to get in a lot of trouble for this situation obviously because she mm-hmm. is too she is the he- she was the head person on Ferrix. she was the, and the she was on site she, she was, was on site she was a big honcho but she was so focused on just and on cassian and getting cassian that she wasn't realizing the little spark rebellion that was happening just right there because even mm-hmm. the guy what's his name the guy the guy that um that wanted to like uh, what's his, he was the, the one that puts his jacket over uh, Marva's thing, and he's just like, yeah, and I, I know you're talking about yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. You could tell like he was waiting for because he since he's lower than her, he can't really make any decisions, no. and he no. was just like, what the hell? Like I like we need to stop this, but no one was there to give him that okay because she was too focused on being like, no, we need to get Andor and we need to get him alive, and like she was so focused on that she wasn't realizing like everything else and i think Mm -hmm. that obsession is going to the obsession for catching cassian ended up being her downfall by the end of the season kind of and and then she ends up being with cyril and whatever and i was just like really creeped out anytime they're on screen together like it's creepy because it almost feels sexual but then also like just like there's a lot of underlying sexual tension and it really bothers me because yeah. I'm just like, you guys are both evil and psychotic. And the fact yeah. that you're also like, there's like 
a sexual undertone under like it yeah. feels like at least unless that's just not supposed to no be it feels cool. it feels weird and i think but i think that's the point i think there is a point there to that because they're both they both come off they're both very strange characters both of them like you know she's she's very strange in her mannerisms the way she is and then he's right. like he's like he just comes off kind of creepy you know what I yes, mean? Yes, he comes off as. I mean, so, from the but beginning, I, think, I was like, "You were creepy." Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like with this show, everything serves a purpose. So I think that that was the point. I think they wanted to convey that to people watching. To okay, be like, good. Yeah, so it wasn't. You, you should feel that way. I don't think it was accidental. I think it was because honestly, let's be hundred percent real. When they're casting these shows, they can cast whoever they want. So they wanted to cast this amazing-looking uh, model-like dude and this amazing model-like yeah lady. They could have done it. But they didn't. And I'm not saying that they're ugly or anything like that. I would never say that. But I'm just saying their looks are distinctive. So yes, I think that, that there's a true. purpose. There's a purpose to that. I think that's the reason. There's a purpose to doing that. Because, you know, they were going for a particular look. If you look at a lot of these, as a matter of fact, if you look, one thing I give them credit to um, with this show, um, with, with the makeup, is if you look at the styles of the makeup and the hair of these characters, they fit right in with the original movies. The style of the the hairstyles, the mustaches, the 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 um the sideburns, that style mm-hmm. fits in with when the um original trilogy just came out, which was like the late seventies, early eighties. It has that look. You know what I mean? Which I actually respect. And again, I appreciate. And again, this goes to the production value of this show where it wasn't them spending money just to spend money. It was spending the money and doing the right thing by the fashion and the style of what they want this to fit in within the overall yeah. um, timeline yeah. of the Star mm-hmm. Wars mythos. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, if you, look at the, if you look at the Empire officers, the style of the hair, the way the uniform is, the way it's buttoned up, it doesn't come off as like something that's out of place or out of time for what they want the show to be. So I think that we, again, we're this show is special and it's special for so many reasons because this is what you get when you do things, when you do a, 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 a fine job. Like um, I made comment to you about the ships. I love how the ships look on this show, especially the ships that we normally don't see. There's some ships that we've seen before, you know, uh, TIE fighters and then the, the the ships that the Empire uses. Oh, yeah. But then there's other ships that are regular ships that they look weird. But, but again, you know, they function well and it fits for whatever yeah. characters yeah, in yeah. that ship. I love that. I love the costumes. I love how some of these costumes look so weathered, especially with the stormtroopers, especially with um with um uh the 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 the, the people of the city, um how they looked, the boots and everything. Like Ooh, I, everyone, I love oh, how the everything costuming looked. is very good. Yeah, yeah the costuming. Great shout out costume. to Michael Wilkinson. He's the costume director for it. He's also the costume director for um. He's done a bunch of things, but I remember him particularly for um. Uh, the DC stuff with Zack Snyder. He's the one that did oh. the, the Wonder Woman costume. He did the Batman. Oh, and I wonder uh, why it's so Batman good. costume, the Superman costume. Like, it looks so good. But more importantly, it's not about it looking good. It's about fitting the overall aesthetic of what the show wants to be. And see, all those things add into another special shout out. Like, when I was waiting for the um, end credit, 
the theme of the show was playing and I'm listening to this. I'm like, this theme is fucking beautiful. Like I was like, I got to get this soundtrack. Like who, I don't know who did the soundtrack for this show, but it is so good. So good. Like just this show, again, I, I can't praise it enough. It delivered on so many, on so many, um, uh, so many ways. It just delivered. And honestly, I, um, I loved it. I loved, I loved everything about this show, everything about what the message it was trying to portray and to give us how it connected to the overall timeline aspect of the Star Wars mythos. And I loved how it set out to be what it, what it should have been, which is, it's a, almost a espionage kind of political thriller. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. these last these last two episodes was the culmination of said actions set from the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that last scene with 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 everybody coming together in the time in the, in, the, in the town square, and the genius of it. And I remember when we were watching, I was telling you the genius of it when they were when the band in the show was playing the actual theme of that scene. Like the whole, oh, the, how yeah. powerful that yes. image looked of them converging. It's coming. Oh, down. Yeah, it was a beautiful shot. It was. It, it, it's just. It's just such a just and, fantastic yeah. shot. And then speaking of the shots, we were talking about it too about like those beautiful shots that they would have, like those tight shots mm-hmm. of like the actors, like and it was all. It was never. It was always like kind of like a side angle. They yes. they did it a lot with Diego Luna in the last couple episodes. I noticed, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yes. Uh, beautifully shot show um and then we, i was asking i was like where is this film because like there were times where i'm like is this on location is it only in the volume like where are they because it did look really good really yes really it good. did it really did it really, I, really did i didn't have any bones to pick there um i want to i i hope they do i know i know disney plus has been doing this lately i want them to give us one of those behind the scenes of this oh, show oh yeah they because usually do yeah. i I'm really curious to see if this was all volume. I'm I'm really questioning whether it was though. Um, I know the volume you could do a lot, but the volume isn't that big. It's not like massive like that. So I'm starting to wonder whether they actually did go on location to shoot some. Like, don't get me wrong, they could probably shoot some stuff in the low volume. Like I do think the Mon Mothra scene when they're in the building and you see you look through the windows. I think that's volume right there. But I think that some of the outside shots might have not been. I think that might have been on location. On location. Like yeah. the parts where the part within the forest where there's like a stream and stuff. I feel like that was on location. Location. Oh, yeah. I think it was a lot of what was on location would have been. Um, I think the the first couple of episodes when they're uh, prepping for the to get the money and the greenery. Mm-hmm. I think that, that was on, on location. That looked very much all on yeah. location. That did. I that think. Did. On Ferrix, I think there's certain spots where I could kind of be like, okay, if that that's far away enough over there that that could be the volume. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think a lot of those like first the the prepping for the first mission, I think a lot of that was on um, mm-hmm. was on location. Um, yes. Also, I I want to give a nice little shout out to that freaking droid. I've never had a droid make me feel so many things. I was like. It, it's viable and that they can have like a droid like be so like anytime he's like Cassian I was like oh. <laughs> the droid has a stutter 
<laughs> the droid has a stutter, and it was like yeah. the the fact that they made a like because usually you know you had R two D two before you know that was yes. the big one, or you had um what's his name the one from the new Star Wars B BB eight BB eight, but like none of them talked. They were just like, you know, like, you know, they're yeah. cute. But this was like, well, this one and also the the droid from K two that's that from K two from Rogue One who talks K two S O I think that's his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, those are droids that make you feel things, and this was like a droid that like really made me feel something because it was like yeah. you could feel the emotion off of a yeah. droid, like when yeah. he's just like I I I want Marva, you know, or yeah. like casting, like he's excited to see him. It was like it was like almost like a dog, but not like yeah. I. Think well, I'm so let me tell him. you that scene. That scene where we first see the episode where, we, where the episode opens up and we find out Marva died and oh with the. You th- see, th- 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 what he's that, and then you see like there's like a tea or something and yeah. it's, it's watery. That thing that's supposed to resemble like almost like a teardrop coming from the eye of a robot. That's why it looked watery. It was like the vision that looked kind of watery. Oh. That's what I got from it watching it. It almost resembled, you know, when your eyes get watery and yeah, your vision kind of gets a little blurry. Yeah. I think that that was supposed to mimic, because that, what we were looking was the tea, was just a close up of the tea yeah. that was on top of his head that was sliding off. I remember that the guy caught it before it fell and, and, and hit the ground. Yeah. I think that's supposed to almost resemble like the Ooh, robot's watery catch. eye. Yeah. yeah. Because that's the other thing with this show that, again, I, again, I sound like a broken record, but this show does not feel like a Star Wars show because it's just the way it feels like almost like a deconstructed Star Wars show because even the droids didn't look like the droids that we normally see. The weapons don't look like the weapons you normally see. There's a there's a shot when they're in the forest when when Cassian is in the forest and and one of the uh, one of the rebels guys that are there, he has a gun and the gun looks like an AK forty seven. An AK forty seven is like a gun from this planet. It's like a regular gun that shoots yeah, bullets. Yeah, yeah. But it's not, you know. So like you can tell again that the 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 technology in this show. And the technology that the rebels get on the show isn't as advanced as, say, the um, uh, the Empire has, or that it fits in the timeline of where this show is supposed to take place. I I, I mean, it, it comes down to everything. Like I said, costuming, weapons, the droids. It's just, it's, it's marvelous. I, you know what I mean? And, it really, really is. And speaking about weapons, it made me think about a lot is... Because so the last episode where you had the that fight ha- break out in Ferrix, and the good thing about this show is and is because they could show so much violence without yeah. there being blood because it's just blasters, which yeah. elevated that scene much more because you could see the horrors of like what was going on without it being I felt like, like a, I felt like a war I felt, yeah, felt like a war scene felt right like there, a man. war scene you know they had you know with um Deidre's like almost like being dragged and but I mean, you never see blood because there's just no. like obviously they can't show blood but like th- th- that that was a good thing about like the Star Wars show was the fact that they mm-hmm. could get away with showing this violence without having to be like oh fuck there's blood you know or we can't show that because there's too much blood but you could show so mm-hmm. much horror Without it served its purpose. Served its it purpose. served its mm-hmm. purpose. Yeah, it did. Yep. Like yo, yep. man, you hit the nail right in the head with Deidre getting dragged, like all this. Like that's like, I was like, even for even at that moment, I was like, oh shit, I kind of felt bad for Deidre. I'm like oh shit, she's gonna, you know, she could 
she she might die here. Like they, yeah. like, they might like beat the shit out of her with like rocks or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that. It was. It was. It felt like that. It literally felt like that type of scene. Like there's this movie. It's one of my favorite. I think it might be my favorite one movie of all time. It's a movie called Black Hawk Down. Ironically. You with Orlando a, Bloom, Orlando Bloom, Tom Hardy's in it. That that if you if you ever get a chance, I go think watch I... Black Hawk Down and go see how many famous actors are in that movie, and not even the name on the on the marquee. Look at the background and see all these actors. You're like, wait a minute, you're this person, you're this person, and you're not even the main people of this movie. But just to, just to say though, the Black Hawk Down and this, there's a lot of similarities because. You know, it's warfare, but on a small scale and a localized scale, you know, and that scene where we just saw in the last episode of Andor where, where, the, where the shit hits the fan in the town square, and you know, the, someone throws a bomb, things explode, and there's this chaos. Black Hawk Down has a bunch of scenes just like that. And you can see how this show got a lot of inspiration from movies and mm. things like that of that nature. You know, ironically, mm-hmm. that movie was shot by Ridley Scott. So you could see that maybe... um I think Tony Gilroy, who's the creator and the produ- executive producer of the show, he probably got a lot of inspiration from from that film. That stuff, yeah. Because it didn't, it, it it wasn't like a large scale war in space or anything like that. It was just just a bunch of localized contained things, contained right re- rebellious type war, and mm-hmm. and I think it hit home. Like if you're watching this show and you know you've experienced things like this personally, it'll hit home. Because you can see the similarities there. You can see the passion of these people who want to fight back because they're tired of being oppressed. They're tired of being taken advantage of because that's all the empire does, you know, Mm -hmm. and these people feel like they've been forgotten. And this small moment, this battle, you know, they won this battle. You know, they won the day that their people died. Yes, people died. But at the same time, they've experienced um, the taste of, okay, we, we, we won this battle. People died, you know, but this is a long war. And obviously it is because, you know, we're going to get a season two and, um, yeah, uh, you know, which is, which I'm excited for. Um, I don't know when we're going to get it. I I hope that we have the same. I don't know. I really don't know. It's hard for me to sit down to think about what um, it is. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, do we want, like, because there, I think there has to be a certain amount of, there has to be a, a time jumps. Because we yeah. do have to get by the end of season two, you have to get to Rogue One. So yeah, I think we're going to get some time jumps. And yeah. um, is it is the show going to pick off like like right from okay, yeah, come on in, like we're we're going like it'll like start off right at from the end of season one, or when we come to season two, will there be a time jump already? Like you know, Cassian's already been in part of the rebellion officially for yeah. like a year. What's been going on since that scene? Okay, so then this was an interesting one. The scene at the end of uh, not the exact scene, but the scene when he, you know, he he drops off Bix and everyone in the in the in the ship, right? And then he's like, "I'll find you," blah blah blah. And then you know, Bix is like, "Yeah, Cassian will find us," and then he leaves. What did you did you think that he actually meant that, or do you think that was his goodbye? I think it was his goodbye because I think th- he knows now. It, you took yeah, it as it was his goodbye. He can't. He knows now that he has too much heat on him. He can't see any of these people again. If he does, I think it'll be very momentary and almost accidental. But he can't. He's listen. 
he's already he was already in too deep as it is when he killed those two officers at the beginning of this show. He already became, he already had a lot of heat on him. Now though, the fact that there's so many things connected to him, I imagine that the empire is looking at this guy as, Oh, this guy's one of the head people involved in this revolution. I think after this, they're going to be like, Oh, you know how they have in those movies. They have the the photos of everybody. His his photo is at the top. And again, his photo is at the top because they still don't know about Mon Mothma funding or, all this shit. And they don't know. They don't know about Luthen. But Luthen, 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 that's his whole thing. Luthen is like, you know, I'm faceless in this whole thing because you never know when you meet me. You yeah. know, I have long hair. I act a particular way. You know, and I remember I made that point to you. I'm like, even the Luthen that we see, we don't even know that's the real Luthen. We don't know. Yeah, we yeah, really yeah. don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but I think right now, Andor knows he is he's he's too hot right now to go and meet with these people because he, all he'll do is just bring them danger and chances are have them killed. And these people too have to go in hiding because they were in the town square. People witnessed. People well, saw. Bix, I mean, they yeah, Bix is there. The kid that threw the the bomb, he's yeah. there. You know what I mean? The the big construction worker, dude, he was there. Like all these guys were there, so it's like they have to hide. They have to go in hiding. So I think we're not going to see them again. I, it's sad to say, but mm-hmm. I hope it sticks that way because I think it needs to show the the stakes, how high these stakes are now, where it's like, no, relationships are being severed. You know, friendships have to come to an end because if they don't, then your life might have to come to an end. You know, mm-hmm. this is where we're getting at now. You know, I think season two, what we're going to get is I think the stakes are going to be even higher. I think we're going to see these characters do even more questionable things. I think that's what this this season two is going to be mm. really be about. I think we're going to see some of these characters that we grew to respect and care about in this first season. I'm not going to say they're going to turn on the on 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 and become empire, but I think what's going to happen is I think the pressure is going to be so high on them that they're just going to be like, you know what? I, I give up. I'm done with this. You know, if I have to rat you out to get myself out of this, I will do it. You know what I'm, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I think that that's where we're going to go. And I think that that's going to create a whole new level of danger. I think we're going to see a lot of focus on Mon Mothma. Uh, Mon Mothma I think I really do <clears throat> because I think all the stuff that she's done is going to come to light. You know what I mean? Um, so Wait, I would. So in Rogue visit- One, remind me what what is her character? Where, where is she? In, in Rogue One, she's she's is pretty she much with the rebellion. No? no, she's she's in the rebellion. So as from what I remember, I, I think she was in the so rebellion. Long. Yeah, I haven't seen it so long. I'm about to rewatch it again, but she, I think she was already full blown into the rebellion. So we don't. Mm. So I think I think she's you know her story is gonna really really and she's yeah. gonna, I think she's gonna lose everything. She's gonna lose her family. She's gonna lose her daughter. She's going to lose her husband. She's going to lose her status. That's the thing. Because we saw in this show, we see how rich she is. She has a driver. She lives in this high-rise apartment. You know, she has servants left and right. She has power. And I think that in season two, what we're going to see is we're going to see her lose that The downfall of that. Yeah. The downfall of that, you know. But maybe she's at the point where she's like, she doesn't care. And honestly, I don't think she cares because look at what she did. You know, she, like I said, she essentially pimped out her daughter. To get the, to get to get like her money covered and her and her steps covered, you know that's question that's beyond questionable mm-hmm. to do something like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, man. I mean, and then obviously yeah. you know, just, and and obviously you know, just to just to wrap this up, we saw the end credit scene. 
we saw what they were building in the prison. They were building parts of the Death Star. Well, you know, what's crazy too, I'm pretty sure you, you, you did it, but like what that, what that little things were, were for the laser. Yeah. So, and it's just how ironic the laser is what ends up killing Cassian. So he ended up helping build what eventually will kill him. But more than that, you know what I just remember when I just remember you saying that? They were building the they were building all that in the prison. So essentially in this prison, they were building the Death Star. In Rogue One, how did they find out how to destroy the Death Star? Because the it was Urso. Yeah, Urso's dad. Or no, Urso's dad. dad. Yeah. So who knows if um who knows if we will get a cameo. Who knows if we'll get a cameo from Mads Mickelston in season two? And what if it's Andor that's letting him know, hey, listen, I was in the prison uh, uh, building this thing. I know this, this, and that about this this uh, thing that they're building. Oh, interesting. You see, so you want to kind of tie the, the end. Yeah, you want to tie it together. That, that's yeah. the way to tie it together. I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm just kind of spitballing here, throwing yeah, stuff on the wall, see where it goes. But yeah. That could be it. I'm telling you, um, I am, this show, again, just to wrap mm-hmm. it up, this show uh, was phenomenal. Uh, to me, it's a 10 out of 10. Um, uh, I would love to see this show be nominated for Emmys, Golden Globes. I would love it to get a lot of recognition because it deserves it. Again, not many sci-fi shows get recognition like this. They don't. And there's a, there's been a lot of really excellent science fiction shows to the point of dramatics that are dramatic. Like I, I could always talk about Battlestar Galactica. I could talk about the expanse shows that don't, that don't have the notoriety of star Wars, but <clears throat> this show being that it's a star Wars show, I hope it has enough pull and say when it comes time to nominations for best show, best performances, this show gets some, and I hope it wins because it deserves it. It's so good and so impactful in its story um this to me and i know we're talking about maybe doing a uh a future show where we give awards this right now this is the best show i've seen all year tv show yeah i I just i i have not seen a show this year that's blown me away the way this show has and again for no good reason it had no reason to be this good but it It had no yeah i had it's swimming in these waters and it deserves to be frankly i completely i completely agree everything you say um this show for my final thoughts, really surprised me. Like I said in the beginning, um, I wasn't expecting to be so into it, so glued to the TV. The last half specifically, I was like, couldn't wait till Wednesday to watch the episode. You know, it's good when, you know, a show's got you when you're like, I can't wait for next week. Because, you know, it's kind of like back in the day when you had to wait the week to watch the next episode. Um, So that one really surprised me. I thought the acting in this, like all everybody in this was just so amazing. I wish more people watched it because unfortunately, you know, like the ratings for the show haven't been good. And that worries people because then they're like, Oh God, what if they're like, well, the like Bob Iger's like, well, the rating on this wasn't good. we got to cut it, you know, or something like that. That's, that can be kind of scary because, but I think they've started filming though. I think they've already started filming season two, but 
I think that's what helps the show. I think that's I think that's what helps the show is that it knows it just wants it wants to it wants twelve seasons. I guess twenty four episodes if it's twelve, and that that's it. And I think that that's what helps this show overall is that listen, we're not going past this because this is a very self contained, very tight story. Yeah, so I I, yeah. I think that yeah. that's what I think that's, that's helped, that helps it. the show. It, yeah. I think it would I think it saves it in the long run because I mean we can't put it past them, you know, thinking like well. Can we spend this much money on another show and the rate people aren't watching it? Like, what are we spending the money on? But yeah. it's so sad. It would be devastating if they were like, oh, we're going to cancel this when it's the best Star Wars thing they have put out. But did you hear that they, they were actually, sh- I think yesterday or today, they were showing episodes on ABC of this show. ABC? Yes. Oh. Well, maybe this is their way of like getting it out to I people. I heard that that's what they're doing. They're trying to do that, and I think that's a way of doing it, getting oh. it out to people. Because I think the, not everyone show has that, Disney Plus. Yeah. Yes, I think that they, I think I think a lot of that's the thing when it comes to streaming and stuff. I think a lot of these these companies need to realize that a lot of people cannot afford to pay for your streamer, so you have to find other ways of getting the show out. Like that's I know true. HBO, that's true. HBO I Max was that. doing that when it came to that show Titans. They were showing it on TNT. Yeah, there's a lot of people that can't afford it. Netflix yeah. doesn't do it because Netflix doesn't have Netflix is Netflix. It's its own. Doesn't company, have like you know. a network. It doesn't have a network. You know, HBO Max has you know TNT, TBS. You know, uh, Disney has ABC where it could throw stuff on Freeform. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. So uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, you're right. I hope that Andor gets more people, more eyes on it. But honestly, I think what's going to help this show will be the word of mouth. And I think the word of mouth of the show is good. I think it's really, really good. Yeah, the everyone. I don't think I've seen heard it, one person. You can't say anything that. bad about the show. No, you, you, you literally can't. You can't compare this to any other Star Wars show because, again, I'm sorry. There is no other Star Wars show that compares to this. I'm, I, and no. I say, I, I'm, I'm saying, and I don't even think it's a hot take. I think it's better than Mandalorian. I mm-hmm. really do. Yeah. And I know I'm saying this because I said the same thing about Mandalorian season one. And season two again was good, but it wasn't as good as season one because I feel like they—that's when they tried to connect the two. Style, <laughs> that's Skywalker, when it started Skywalker getting thing. into the uh, like, eh, Skywalker. You know and I mean? You're like, no, don't connect it. No, we like they it don't need to. When it was they just about him, yeah. they didn't need to do that, but they did. Don't understand why, but they did. And this show shows me that I still have hope that they don't have to do that. And I know that they are going to eventually because it is going to connect to Rogue One. And, you know, Rogue One does connect to that saga, but I feel like the story itself doesn't have to physically be like, oh, it's uh, it's Princess Leia or it's this. You don't have to do that. Yeah, You really I don't agree. have to yeah. do that. So, okay, yeah. well, that was our review of Andor Watchaholics. Um, yeah. Like we were just saying just now, if you haven't watched this show, please go and watch it wherever you mm-hmm. can. Um it is an amazing show, so please go out there, support it, watch it, because um, it, it really is fantastic TV. It is fantastic television. Uh, but anyway, guys, I uh, will be back next week. And uh, yeah, so if just a reminder, guys, if you do not know, please go check out my YouTube channel at the same name, The Watchaholic. I'm covering reality TV over there. I'm covering um, some Disney films just a whole bunch of reactions and reviews commentary so if you're interested in watching me talk about stuff please go and follow me at my youtube channel at the same name the watchaholic 
and Rodney, where can my lovely friends come and see you? I know you've got oh, a podcast working. Yes, so. I have. I have. I have a few. I have. Uh, I have. Well, obviously, I have this one. I love doing this one. Um, I have my own personal podcast, uh, the Finding Your Cool podcast. You can find it wherever you can find um, podcasts available. Please go support across Rodney. a bunch of different mm-hmm. platforms. Um, um, also under in, in Instagram under that same name, uh, Finding Your Cool podcast. Um, I'm also working on a well, not working. I started a podcast with my cousin, a former major league baseball player, Carlos Pena. It's a podcast called the Placata Nation podcast. It's a baseball centric podcast, but we don't only talk about baseball. We talk about life stuff. And uh, how baseball and life have a lot of similarities. It's a very cool podcast. We have, uh, I believe, three episodes down. We'll ha- we'll have two more, three more coming out uh, within the next three weeks. So it's going to uh, get better and better. It's a very tight podcast, not very long form. You can get a little bit out of it in your day if you could go support it again. Black at the Nation podcast, the Finding Your Cool podcast. Let's uh, let's <laughs> let's let's get let's spread the word. Spread, spread the, the word. word, just like you should spread the word about Andor. Please yes, go and spread please. the word. I know Rodney and I are definitely doing that every single day. Yes. <laughs> but okay, guys, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye. Hey, Watchaholics. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. And if you did, I invite you to rate and review. And of course, I'm also going to invite you to head on over to my YouTube channel called The Watchaholic, where I'm covering more movies, TV, reality TV. I do reactions, recaps, reviews of some of our favorite television shows and movies and reality TV. So I hope I'll see you guys over there. Okay, bye.